catch me. Skating through your town, putting it down. Y'all relating, no waiting. I'll make your block in for red hot. I'm like Satan. Y'all feel a nigga struggle. Y'all think a nigga little hustle behind the wheel. Trying to escape my trouble. Can't stop the greeting me. Yo, welcome to the first episode of Politics as Usual. It's Dapper Dan with my boy. V3, Chuck Veasley. You know, it's been a minute since we did our podcast together. Me and Chuck really started like web episodes, like for real, I want to say 2011, 2010. But we're going to we'll get into this all-star break, this all-star weekend that just took past. You know, there's a lot of different events going on. So what you feel about it? What you like about the rookie sophomore game? I think it was cool. I think the NBA is in good hands when they come to the rookies, some of the sophomore. Um, and B was solid. Um, you had a couple dudes that really showcased their talent that I think that's going to be definitely pillars of the NBA. What you think? I feel like the standout rookies, sophomores, players, and me, I mean, definitely Embiid. I feel Embiid, he is a top, I think he's a top 10 player right now. I think he's the best big man in the game as far as his skill set, like, Passing, ball handling, shooting ability, and his his block work is crazy. I I definitely got to say Kuzma and I got to say Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, he he clearly the rookie of the year. He's the best player in his class right now. There's some dudes I think though, for real, that got passed up by this rookie class. Some sophomores like Buddy Hill, I think he got passed up, and there's a couple other dudes I think got passed up by these rookies. This is a, this is a, a decent class of rookies. I could say one of the most decent in recent years. Yeah, I know they had a strong class, but who you think was who so far halfway through the season? Who you most who you feel the most impressive, impressive rookie this year? It's really like three I could name that been a one. If we could, we could go with Ben Simmons, right? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean that that's who that's my choice. I would say Donovan Mitchell and Kuzma, but I'm leaning towards either. Ben Simmons or, or Mitchell. But Mitchell doing it by himself, for real. Yeah, that, that's why I was going to lead towards Mitchell because he clearly the best player on his team. Yeah, I, like I, he, I say him. He clearly the best player on his team. Like, I mean, like Ben Simmons balling, but if you want to be realistic, if you, Ben Simmons' numbers is similar to Alonzo Ball. He just averaged like three more points a game. Yeah, I'll say the same. You know, and he, and he, I can say he touched the ball more, too, though. Yeah, exactly. He definitely touched the ball more. He got a lot of holes in his offense. I think that's why Philly suffered. Yeah. But aside from the rookie sophomore game, who you feel was probably who you feel one of the most impressive players right now going uh, coming back from the All Star break? That's you know not your clear top, you know Harden, LeBron, the clear choices. Like who somebody else you would name? I mean, it's a top dude. Recent, he'd be a top name in recent years. But I honestly think Paul George for real. Like I think. He stepping up to be, like, the man of their team, which need to be happening if they going to be any good. Him and Jimmy Butler. No, nah, I would definitely say, like, because I told somebody else, and when when a playoff start in this half-court offense, I'd definitely say Paul George need to be their go-to offensive player definitely. in the playoffs because Westbrook half-court offense, it ain't, it ain't like Paul George. Paul George, he really get busy on the one-on-one side, but – at the same time, I still think he like he is the second tier All Star. He still he still ain't first tier yet to me. Definitely, I I'll say second tier. It's that second tier is like I say a couple notches under the first tier because it's dudes that you could take off the first tier and put a second tier dude on it, and still it wouldn't it wouldn't make no difference. Like I think 
John Wall, he like a notch behind a lot of top point guards like Steph Curry. I think he like a notch under him. Only thing he can't do is shoot the three right. is good, but he could control the team. Right. I, I, I think a lot of people got from what most analysts say they got they got John Wall in their top five point guards, which I, I definitely do. I, I had him three for sure, but the way Chris Paul been playing this season, I ain't, I didn't think he was gonna look like that. But I still probably would take him three behind Steph and Westbrook. But I mean, I feel like as far as point guards, I think you gotta have more than five top tier because it's that's the strongest position. Yeah, I say it's like I could probably name seven point guards. I'm like they all top tier because they all like they all in the same area. So where would you put Dan Willard in that seven? Matter of fact, Dan Willard had to comment. When he said he feel he just as good as any point guard in the NBA, and I told I told my dude this one time, when you feel somebody can't check you, it's hard for you to just say, "Oh, he better than me," right? Because you feel he can't stop you from doing what you want to do offensively, so it's yeah. hard to just be like, "Oh, he clearly better than me." Like every every top point guard, Dame probably didn't at least score forty points on on every on every team. Like he didn't score. Man, that's tough. He man. just hit forty on Golden State. I seen him score fifty on the Cavs when Kyrie was here. Westbrook. He definitely scored uh forty plus on OKC, I think like twice. And hit like a game winner on him. Yeah, he tough. He one of them them guards that a lot of people go forget about, but once you bring his name up, it's gonna ring bells. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what he said. Like he you know, like he said, the players know the players know what I do. That's why when I feel when Westbrook said that you know, try to say like he was crying to get in the All-Star game. It's like, you know what he do when he see you. Right. So, like. I think stuff like that be sucking stuff, though. Like, when you comment on another man game. Like, you already in the All-Star game. But you comment on somebody else that that balled on you. Right. Like, like, right. That's, like, that's going to make no sense to me. Like, if he, if he would be like, you know, if he locked Dame Lillard up and. He'd be having crazy triple doubles on every time you see him, and Dan be ending the game with like fourteen points. I could feel all, I could feel all that, you know what I'm saying, in your comments. But he, he probably averaged like twenty eight points a game on OKC. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's your matchup. So you saying that don't make sense. I just, I'm looking forward to when they play again because I need, I need the same energy. Yeah. Because Dame, I know just off Dame demeanor, like he ain't gonna say nothing or make it a big deal, but he gonna remember that yeah. dude said. Yeah, he all definitely, that. and and how they team built. He definitely got the ball to do whatever he wanted. Right, he got the ball to do whatever he want to do. But how you feel about how y'all feel about the new All Star format? You think it's better or worse? Because for me, I I liked it when it was East versus West. Yeah, I think I like East versus West too. Even though the, it 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 make it exciting, but I I like sticking to the the regular like the basics. It's just like the the playoffs. They yeah. want the one and sixteen team, which it's cool, but I'd rather stick it with the East with the West. East versus the West. I f- now, my only thing with that is this. If you if you feel like we're gonna ch- you're going to you quick to change the all-star format, I mean, you might as well, like, at least put some thought into changing the playoff setting because LeBron was cool with them changing the all-star format. But when they said that about the playoffs, he was, <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and he was basically like, hell no, I I'm cool on that because yeah. – because they broke it down off the last three years. They said in 2015, in the second round, the Cavs beat, I think, Toronto in like four games they swept them. They said 2015, they had to play the Rockets in the second round. That would have been kind of tough. Said 16, well, um, the year that they won, mm-hmm. they would have played OKC in the second round. 
Mm. And then they said last year they had to play Golden State in the second round. Damn, so that like, would have been ugly. You know what I mean? Like and that's like this year. They if they if if it was to happen, like no, you know they're not gonna make it happen this year. But right, they did the brackets for this year. They had to play Houston in the second round. Right, and that's that'll be <laughs> that. Like that changed the whole. I think what it do is like Jalen Rose is saying is gonna make it more competitive because. Teams can't just oh we we can rest we yeah can, we can rest and yeah. sit out games because you're gonna, gonna have to play the whole you, season you're gonna play the whole season and like we need that one seed so would you shorten up the season? It depends how many games. If you're gonna do that, I don't know. It's hard because that's a lot of money they'll miss out on if they shorten the games from the ESPN contracts. Yeah, to the to especially to the arenas. Just you know, what I mean, missing yeah. out people's people that work at the arenas because it's and that. I like the 16 playoffs. I think it's cool. It's I got to get more into it. But as far as, as far as like, let me see. As far as like, you know, traveling, how they go do that? Like if you, if you Boston mm-hmm. and you got to play, let's say the Kings make it. You got to play the Kings. Like that's going to be a crazy. That's going to be tough. But I mean. It's gonna be manageable because if it was the finals and y'all was in that situation, y'all do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. You it'd be the same thing. You get that day of rest. You just have to expand it so you get that you get that day to fly there and get your day uh, your day off. Rest. Then you play. What about the 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 bracket, the fourteen bracket for the the seventh and eighteen on each side having a one game playoff? You feeling that? No, I ain't like I don't like the one game playoff because I feel like. If like in, in football and in college basketball, the best team don't always win because it really just be, you know, any it's just given more, day. It's any given, especially football, it's, it's any given Sunday the entire year. It ain't, yeah. you, it ain't no turn up in the, you know what I mean? It's not no you change your whole playbook in the playoffs and the, yeah. you know what I mean in the field because it's just any given Sunday every every week. But in the NBA, you could get you could get a first round, you know what I mean, upset on somebody first game, but. You're not about to win four games against yeah. a team that's better than you. So right. I, I really stick with that because that's how you know, like, the best team going to win the series. Yeah. It ain't nothing to just Port, – Portland could beat – Portland could beat the Cavs by 20 in, a, in, in a one game. One game, right, right, right. But to, they ain't going to do it four times. Yeah, it's hard to beat any team four games. I don't care if you the last team. It's hard to beat them. So, I mean, and I think it would be cool. Another thing that uh, I seen Jalen Rose bring up today was about was about tanking. If they change all the lottery picks, to they will all get the same percentage to get the number one pick. Because you know, in in basketball, it's a lot different than football and baseball. The majority of the teams go to the playoffs. Right. Sixteen teams go to the playoffs every year in the NBA, so yeah. it's probably only 30, 30 to thirty two teams. You know what I mean? So that's that's even. That's half, if not more. Right. So you got fourteen teams that didn't make it, and they some of them teams missed the playoffs by three games, four games, two games. So they really weren't that far off. Right. But to eliminate the tanking, what you do is you give everybody the same percentage to to get a number one seed. So right. that mean that'll put a team like, say the Pistons missed the playoffs this year, or the Clippers. That put them in a the position to get the number one player, which right. which changed the whole landscape of their franchise. Right, because right. they were they already like in the area. I think a team like Philly probably.
probably tank four years in, in a, a row. row. In a row. And they just they just find Mark Cuban like six hundred thousand dollars. Because he mentioned he basically told his team like, well, we might as well tank. When when other teams been doing that, like you just said, Philly's done that. Four years. Four years in a row. Think. They got they got MB. No, you got you got they got Norman they Noel. They got MB, Okafor. Oh yeah. Nerlens Noel, Ben Simmons, and then and they just got Markel Fultz. Like they was the what? That's the third pick, and they traded with Boston. Mm-hmm. So. Philly has had a top four pick in the NBA draft the last six seasons. Yeah, that's tough. Like that's that's, that's intentionally lose. That's not y'all just losing. Y'all not good. Like yeah, that's that's, that's intentionally that's losing. Trash. That's just intentionally losing. That's trash. Who would you say is if you had, who's your top five players right now based off the first half of the season? First half, I'm definitely gonna go with James Harden. That's I think that's gonna be the MVP regardless. Like he could sit out <laughs> the rest of the season <laughs> and win MVP for real, man. Dude been balling. But it, the crazy thing is he he doing the same thing he been doing for two years. That like I feel like I feel like the the voters know. You know what I mean? Because I think what it is that James James is more like Kawhi Leonard than people notice. He's not that he's not that he's not that social. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might see him do a little bit on the court, a little yell here and there, but for the most part, he don't be saying nothing. So they I feel like analysts and fans they love a, let's say example Westbrook because he you know he yeah. looks so passionate, he's yelling, he's jumping up and I down. I think that play a lot. But he really that. not, you know what I mean? Like he could be doing all that and losing or not playing good, he really not doing nothing. Right, right. You know, what he's I mean? shooting forty shots, missing thirty of them, and, and, but yelling, I mean? and but yelling, and, like, and the fans is eating it up. The yeah. the analysts eat it up. They're like he played with so much passion, he got like nine turnovers. Yeah, right. something like that. But, I, I say number two. I gotta go with LeBron, and so I think he, as bad as a year as the team is having, his, yeah. his year individually is, and they he still kept them up float like they still was number three. Like you would have thought they would have been out the playoffs, but they was number three. He been definitely, he's definitely been top, at least top four. Yeah, you know what I mean, if you if people don't got him two out, he at least gotta be three or four because. Him individually, like he he's been doing his thing, and at the same time, they still a top three seed in that conference. Right. That you know they just playing under what they should be, but they always been a top three seed. I think they've been two, three, or four. I think they was four at the lowest. I say KD at three. I wanna, I low key wanna put Steph over KD. For I think KD I, defensively though, man. But that, that's Pretty. another that's another thing I was about to say. I feel KD benefit. Playing from them, more. he benefit from them more than they benefit from him on the on the defensive side or just period, just period, just period. I mean, like he he a big factor for them. I mean, he's you know I mean he a huge. I factor. think they go. I, honestly, the Warriors was gonna be the same without they him. won seventy. You feel me? Seventy three and nine, right? Without KD, so I think they was the same squad regardless. And I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like if. If Harrison Barnes make three shots, you might not even they might not even go after Kevin Durant. Yeah. Harrison Barnes is 0 for 9 in the finals. He needed to make two layups. Yeah. And that changed the you know I mean that changed the, the whole dynamic of yeah. the NBA. Definitely. But I feel like you said we never even seen KD play help side defense like this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what so you gotta give me my little notch up I just def- for that. I definitely think he's top five. He's gonna be top five just off yeah. everything he can do. But, yeah. Like you said, the help side blocks is is crazy right now. He he definitely playing a lot better defensively. 
Did he ever play? I say Jimmy at four. I think Jimmy is tough. That's low key. A lot of people ain't going to think yeah, that. And that's the crazy thing. Like, he he better where he at now than he was with Chicago. As good as Chicago was. I say he better now. Just because he, he, the, he, they know he the man. A lot of times in Chicago, they always had a guard that came, like, they had Derrick Rose, obviously. Right. Then after him, you had Nate Robinson had a couple good year uh, playoff right. run with yeah. him. Yeah, Ben Gordon. Yeah. Uh, DJ Augustine played pretty decent yeah. with him. True. So, but now, he the man. And he the man on a pretty good team, for real. I got to I gotta give it to Jimmy because of, cause I've, been, I've been a Jimmy Butler fan. But I feel Jimmy Butler was one of the first guys that – that did the double down, bet on yourself, double down, because yeah. he made it popular. Like, yeah. Dion be saying how he did it, but, you know, like, Jimmy Butler was, like, really, I think, the first player that turned down the turned down the contract, mm-hmm. signed for the one-year deal, and went crazy. Yeah, definitely. But I, I feel like you got to give Jimmy – I did. I wasn't even thinking of Jimmy Butler top five, but now that you said that, it makes sense because – Last year, you you just added all you did was add Todd Gibson, the veterans, a solid veteran power forward, Jeff T, who, who was a quality, definitely a quality point guard. Quality. But he, he ain't he ain't your top ten. He probably not even you know he not probably not even your top fifteen really. Point guard, I I say top. He's probably not even in your 15. top fifteen. Cause you got to think those years in Atlanta, right? But they I mean, always was. Good, I feel like, like always is in top in the in the Eastern they, Conference. They were though, but I feel right like right now at the moment, you you probably get you fifteen guys you taking over him because you're gonna hear a lot of younger names. You know what I mean? But basically, what you said, what I'm saying is, Jimmy Butler alone took them from a tenth seed yeah. to a fourth seed in the Western Conference. Definitely. Just his presence, you know what I mean? Just him being there because he he is what he is. He's one of the best two way players in the game by far. Probably yeah. second. Yeah, you know what I mean? Probably right behind exactly. Kawhi. But him just being there, you know, changed the impact of the whole team. You had Towns and Wiggins there last year. So, I would, yeah, I'll probably say Jimmy. So, that's, that's Harden, Brian. You say KD. KD. You say Steph or I, KD? I got to say Steph. At, over KD? No, I mean, they both could be in the five. So, you're saying KD slash Steph. Yeah, KD slash. <laughs> I would say Steph slash KD. Yeah. Right? I, <laughs> Steph, Steph is big homie. It's crazy, though, because I think as good as Steph is, I, I don't think people giving the, I feel, his I, props. I feel people, and you know, it's crazy because you would say, like, how, you know what I'm saying, he got the most, he be having the most all-star votes. Yeah. Number one jersey sale the last four years. I feel, like, I feel still be feeling like people who just don't, they don't believe what they be like, watching. I hated Steph when they was playing. Loved him when Mark Jackson hated him when uh, what you call it, Kane, Steve Kerr. I feel like when Mark Jackson was the head coach, he let he let Steph do one on one a lot more. So like Steph was still getting his numbers, but it was in a different way. It was a lot yeah. more one on one. Definitely. I feel like with Steve with Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr be really more. If you pay attention, like he was really running like an old Spurs. He Man, mixed Steve it with the Bulls Kerr offense. Really like. They had the little incident about him letting them coach, but he really get in them. He do. Like, for, I, done, I done seen him get in, like, Iguodala. And let, that's a vet. Like, you feel me? He get into KD. I seen that. But I, I say Steph is very, like, I ain't going to say underrated. You're going to say underappreciated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely underappreciated. You're going to say underappreciated because it's like they talk about every point guard then. 
it's like, oh, damn, Steph had 40 and three quarters. Yeah. And, like, not you know, some players are like, he had 40 and three quarters. We played four minutes of the fourth. Steph really be doing that and don't play one minute of the fourth remember quarter. remember he came off the Andrian and was Adam, lighting he, it up that whole week. That whole week. Then they dude, played Boston. Yeah, like, look, did like 55. No lie, my dude was Steph Curry fanatic, right, at work. I couldn't even look at him when I was coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, you yeah, that nigga is balling. He is balling, though, but. I think I say this. Even when Steve Nash won his two MVPs, right? I say I put him in a category with like Steph. People don't appreciate him as much as he should be. I could definitely see that. And the crazy part about that is Steve Nash is Steph's one-on-one trainer. Yeah. That's the crazier part, though, because Steve Kerr was the GM when they brought in Steve Nash to yeah. Phoenix. But like. I could, yeah, I could see that because Steve Nash's overall game is like, he, he unappreciated. So what you think? What you think this second half gonna be like? I feel like this, like like you said, to me, I feel like James Harden go home with the flu for the next two weeks. I still, it's nothing. Nobody, MVP. it's it's only twenty. What they 20, only? How many games left? Twenty. It's less than thirty games yeah, left. They only. They, 26, I think, to be exact. They played over, they played over 50 games. I think they played 52 games so far in the first half. Because, you know, they started, they moved the season up. They started early. Yeah. It's nothing nobody can do to me, for me in these next 25 games. I'm just going to nah. be like, oh, damn, they the MVP. I mean, the Rockets will have to just, the Rockets will have to fall off a cliff. The Rockets will really have to just lose, six, like, 16, 16 games of the regular season. So who 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 the team? You think everything gonna be the same team wise? I think the Rockets are gonna stay steady. I think the Rockets will get the number one seed in the West. Do you think that that play a difference though? In the I playoffs? think I think it will, and I feel like Golden State. Do you State, think or you want it to? No, I mean I want it to because I I want I need that I need that matchup. I need that Houston Golden State. Chris yeah. Paul ain't Chris Paul ain't never really got to see the Warriors. He's seen the Warriors one time, and that's before they really got the on this level in the yeah. playoffs. Harden, they lost to the Warriors. That's when he had Dwight. Harden, you know me, Harden. They went, he took him to the conference finals. Yeah, that's the that's year he lost the MVP to Steph. So I feel like now they 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 need this. They need this West Conference Finals. What about the East? Whoever, man, it's it's. I mean, it's the East is gonna be the same thing as always. Man, it's gonna go through LeBron because it, it from I gotta see the Cavs lose because I gotta see how to respond to when they lost. What about Toronto? Same it's team. Some, it's some teams that I just feel like they're the same. Never, yeah. Like, it's like this, like and it's positive and negative because, like you was about to say, like you could, you no matter what, you might see Houston win twenty straight games. Cavs might win fifteen straight. Boston win sixteen straight. The Spurs not losing. They don't lose back to back games. Yeah, they winning at least a minimum six to seven out of every ten they games. Quietly, and number every, three, and every single year they'd be without their without their best player. Yeah. They quietly, like you said, top three. They probably got the third, third or fourth best record in the NBA every yeah. single year. So like the same way you would say Toronto, Toronto is who they are, and it's just negative because they always fold in the playoffs. Right, and the Spurs, they they are who they are. Right, they always gonna be in that position. The matchup, the first round matchup, I hope for the playoffs is Minnesota OKC. Oh, that'll be yeah. Me too. I'm hoping that too. That's gonna be, that's gonna be the one. So right before we done with wrap it up with the sports, you think is Paul George staying or going? Man, I I think he leaving. I think he leaving, man. I don't think he wanted to go there. He just so happened to go there. 
I think he, I think he gonna leave. You, the crazy thing is, I think it's gonna be a signing trade with somebody. Like I honestly think the Cavs is not drafting a player with that pick. I think they, they go, they go patch it, package a deal, and they go get either him or Boogie Cousin or another superstar. I believe that. The only thing I, don't, the only reason I don't see it, because I feel like Boogie and Paul George, they know, they they realizing like we we twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. This man, 33, 34 years old. We, and he, and at the same time, LeBron's not giving no one a fool. Oh, if you come, I'm going to stay. Yeah. You know but what I mean? We ain't never, ain't nobody never come. No big right. name, like, free agency wise. But I think if Paul George come, he go, he go sign a long-term deal to make his money right. Because not this year, but next year, the cap is going up. Yeah, it's going to go up again. So. But I, you don't think Paul George already, you think Paul George might want to do is like, I I said what I said. My mind was made up two years ago. I think this this year go give him a taste. This playoffs go give him a taste to where he want to go, where he want to be at in his career right now. I, I feel like what they've lacked, you know what I mean? The, the main thing, like uh, Kobe was saying, because uh, he, he sat down with Jalen Rose, and Jalen Rose asked him, like, you know, Magic want to know if you would. Like you know, try to recruit persuade yeah. people to come here. I felt I felt what Kobe said. Yeah, like, like if, if I gotta recruit you to come play for the Los Angeles Lakers, then that's damn, why. That's damn, why but this ain't for you. I don't think like with the Lakers. I feel like I don't think I, they go get that I, much better. With I them. feel like I uh, know this is what I'm saying. I think it takes one of the two to sign first. I feel like Paul George go to LA. Demarcus Cousins gonna fly there. Yeah, I, I guess I feel it's that. vice versa. But I feel like Paul George. He, they they really look up to Kobe. And I ain't just because I feel Kobe my favorite player. Like these these younger players, they really upset. I ain't gonna say young, to, like the middle age. Yeah, players. the middle age. My yeah. not young. Uh, middle age players man. under thirty. Yeah, like they they want that relationship with. Yeah, you know I'd what I mean? say like twenty twenty four to twenty nine. Yeah, I could definitely that gap. And when you got Westbrook, Clay, Harden, Paul George. DeMarcus, DeMar DeRozan, yeah. DeMar DeRozan. You're not telling me one of, of course, they all, I think they all have wanted to play in L.A. at some point in time. One of them is going to be in L.A. before their career over with. And Dang. I think it's going to be, I feel like Paul George, like, I'm going to just, I'm going to be the first. Just I'm going to go here first. Thing about L.A. is, like Kobe said, if them, you, them lights bright. Yeah. I don't think it's Paul George can handle that, though. I think he want to see it. I feel like when they played the Lakers in the, in the, uh, the other day, the Staples, yeah. they was cheering. They was shouting yeah. his name. Like, he woke that. You think Paul George the face of the LA, though? That's like, you got to be special to be the face it's of good. LA. Like, this ain't Indiana. This ain't the Magics or no low. Yeah, this ain't no small organization. This, you, you definitely right. It's only, uh, when I think of LA, it's only like four faces. Five, no, I say five. I think of Kareem. I think of Shaq and Kobe. I think of Magic and Jay West. Yeah. That's I don't true. think it. I mean, in the back of my mind, I got Michael Cooper and James guys, Worthy, right. like people like that. But that I mean, that's a could you could you tough put list. Paul George in the Mount Rushmore with that? Like the you feel me? His his game and Paul and like I like I said earlier, you know, what I mean, we was talking Paul George. I feel he a second tier All Star, which. Which is not a knock. I mean, you probably a top fifteen player in the NBA, easily, which says a lot. Right. But for you to be the face of the Los Angeles Lakers, 
you gotta be a top five player in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm thinking. Gotta be a top five player. I think they'll go to Ah man. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel he's staying in Oklahoma. I don't think he is neither. That's why I would have. I would have pulled the trigger on that Blake Griffin trade. Yeah. I would have said it in a heartbeat because he might just try to stay with the Clippers. Yeah. Because like you said, he he might not be able to be the face of the Lakers. But, but for the Clippers, he, yeah, damn he, sure. he, he'd be one of the best players in Clippers history just yeah. off him being on the team. Right. But I, I I think that I can see him going. I see him going. I mean, everybody, you know, they like they always ask Clay if Clay going to leave. They, that's because they know Clay the glue to go to State Warriors. Yeah. Like, if he leave, they could easily fall apart. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know, though. I think Steph is, I think Steph is at the point of his career where he could hold it down. I feel like Clay just do that two way. He do he he is Clay is one of those unappreciated players too. He definitely unappreciated, but we're gonna wrap up our sports segment. You know, this was our first podcast getting back. We're gonna have a lot of interviews. We're gonna um one of our feature interviews we're gonna do is a player by the name of Malik Duncan. What college he's playing for? Was it Saint Francis? Playing for Saint Francis. He went to Clearstone Catholic High School. He's getting ready to be drafted to the NFL. So he's probably going to be one of our first people we interview. I've, we've, we've been knowing Malik since he is probably, oh, my God, damn, we're like seven, eight years old. Definitely. You know, to see him get to this level is real special. So one of the hardest working dudes. Easily. Easily one of the hardest working players of, I've ever seen. Out of Cleveland, Ohio. Easily. Yeah. But we're going to wrap up this podcast. It's your man, Dapper Dan. And I'm Chuck Beasley. All right, it's politics as usual.